Hi, I'm Robert Hurst, and I welcome you to podcast number eight of Safe Zone. I sure am glad you're here, so let's get started. In the Safe Zone, we share ideas, actions, and practical tips to equip you with tools and peace of mind so that you can help create a safe and secure environment in the place where you worship. Today, though, we're going to talk about an area of your ministry that really no one normally wants to discuss. And just what is that area? Well, that's when we crash land. You know what I mean? It's, it's when we have the best of intentions that we have thought through thoroughly. We followed that great thought with great planning and then wonderful execution in initially implementing our plan to bring a safe and secure environment to the place where we worship. And then, without warning, one day you find your best laid plans have crashed and you're not certain why. I mean, team members may no longer be taking their roles seriously. Gosh, they may even get to where they fail to show up to cover their agreed-on assignments. The team may begin to rapidly dwindle to where it's just you and a few other faithful ones. Now, let me tell you something. If that's happened to you, welcome to the Crash Landing Club. Here's the bad news. It's frustrating to you. It's frustrating to the other team members that are still active. But there is good news. You know what the good news is? It's not the end of the world for your team. This is where, when you've crash landed, you get up, you pick up, and then you move up. Now, before I tell you the few simple steps to this process, let me share a very recent incident where I experienced exactly what I'm talking about today. Now, if you have followed the Safe Zone blog uh, or this podcast from its beginning, you know our goal has always been to post a new Safe Zone Learning Area blog bi-weekly, as well as a new podcast bi-weekly, but on alternating weeks. I mean, that way there's something new posting weekly. Well, in August, I realized uh, when I looked at my calendar that I was looking at a much heavier speaking schedule that was going to run all the way through September. So I stopped and got really intensive and intentional, and I did what is called batching in the blog and podcast world. That means I worked very hard to prepare enough learning area posts and podcasts to carry all the way through September and really into part of October. After I did all the production, I posted them in the appropriate places online with some software that lets me schedule um, everything to be posted automatically or to be put in the system automatically, just like I scheduled. In other words, I had a well-designed plan I had totally thought it out, and I had worked to execute it with excellence, and everything was ready to go, and it didn't work. Now, because of my personal and business schedule at the time, I really didn't realize that the execution portion was failing. It had failed miserably until a great ministry friend of mine dropped me kind of a, hey, where's Waldo, type text, asking why I'd stopped doing the podcast. Wow, crash landing, nose down, straight in. So what did I do? Well, just what I'm telling you to do. First step, get up. That means don't stop. Don't sit in the office. Don't sit on the floor or wherever you may be tempted to go for a pity party. Get into action immediately. And that goes for you and your team, especially if you hit a team slump. And the first thing you've got to do is determine where you are right now. I mean, in this step one, there's a sub-step one. Where are you? What's going on? 
not where you want to be, but where are you actually regarding people committed to the team, maybe the actions of the team, the goals, etc. Secondly, figure out why you are where you are. I mean, is it a simple math of people who maybe have moved out of the area and therefore they're not at the church anymore that you really didn't realize there was this slow trickle out? Maybe it's a change in personal schedules like work that that impacts team members. I mean, what is it? You've got to know what's going on. That's the get up. Because the next step is pick up. Pick up the pieces that you have to work with. You've identified what's going on. You've identified what you have. That means take the team members you have and then think through what is missing or has gone off course from your original plan. Do you need to go out now and recruit and train new people for your safety and security ministry? If so, how many? I mean, in smaller churches, finding, training, and then retaining people for the safety and security team can be challenging at times simply because you may be working with a limited resource pool. In other words, it's not a big church to start with. Let's face it, the average church size totally in America, depending on uh, which source you look at, is somewhere between 98 and about 130 people. These churches that have 1,000 or more really are considered uh, a rarity. But if that's your case, particularly if you're in a smaller church, you really need to listen to our next podcast. I mean, go ahead and finish this one, but I want you to tee it up that in two weeks, you'll be listening to the next one because I'm going to begin to share with you there how you can make safety a culture thing in your church, not just, not just an activity for a team of people. In the meantime, in this pickup phase, take some time to talk to your church leadership about any pieces that you're trying to pick up so you have the benefit of a couple of things. You have their insight as well as you garner their support for the next step. I mean, is there a need for uh, maybe additional equipment, some extra training? What type of training? How much? What do you need to budget, if anything, to get it? And then set a time to get started on this new updated plan. So first step is get up. The next step is pick up. The final step, though, is move up. I mean, all it takes is one perceived influencer, put in quotation marks, leader, and that might be you, but if you think that there is someone who is a strong influencer, others, it may just not just be one, encourage them to help set the new tone of confidence for the entire team ministry, and I will promise you, you will very quickly find yourself moving back up the hill of success. Now, my experience is that teams generally face crash landings for one of three main reasons. The first is the lack of a clear ministry vision within the team. Now, by vision, I mean knowing and communicating the clear why of what your team does. I mean, you you have the what, we are a team, we have the how, we show up and we do this, but why? When was the last time you really discussed your why as a team? And I don't mean just regarding safety and security, but also the fact that members are probably, the people on your team need to understand that they're probably the very first ministry contact point for people coming into your place of worship. That's critical because they set the ministry vision, they set the ministry goals, they set the pace of ministry for that day for that person. 
a smiling face, an outstretched hand, even though through your training they are looking at the situation, they have situational awareness, they are looking the person over with a whole person scan, eyes, hand, hand, waist, chest, ankles, immediate threat area. I mean, all of that's going on in the background, but to that person, which is 99.999% of the people coming in, they are the friendliest face, the first one that they've seen that morning. So vision, the why, is something that needs to be communicated regularly throughout the team. The second reason for team crash landings is often simply a lack of encouragement. Let me ask you something. When was the last time that you encouraged a team member or you touched base with your pastoral staff or maybe other leadership within the church and said, hey, why don't you take just a moment to thank a few of the team members for working hard to keep worshipers safe. Let's face it, people who feel taken for granted can soon lose interest in what they thought they were committed to because we all like to know we are doing something worthwhile. So something as simple as a few kind words of encouragement can go a very, very long way. Finally, I have heard or observed crash landings simply because there was a lack of foresight on the part of leadership. What I mean by this is that we live in a very fluid and rapidly changing world. I mean, people flow into and out of churches as their jobs change, their lives change, or even their physical addresses from one side of town to the other side may change. As an example, have you ever thought about observing and considering what changes in the overall economy can have as far as impacting your, your team? Have you thought about what that impact may soon be to team participation? Because you need to. You know, that team member who was just laid off at work may find themselves having to work weekend part-time jobs just to put food on the table for the family. And that makes it tough for them to be there when you need them. And, And they had good intentions, but now life happens, and they may not think to inform you of their changing circumstances or their need. And economic change is just one example of many factors that can cause eventual crash landings. So as a person who is leading, either by title or by the influence that you have within your place where you worship, you have got to look forward, out over the horizon to see potential issues, plan to make appropriate adjustments for them, and then simply at that when it time comes, execute on those plans successfully. Now, if you're listening to this and you're in your brain going, Bob, I just don't get what you're talking about. We've never had any issues. Then, my friend, count your blessings. I have heard so many stories about crash landings from just about every size church I have ever spoken in or worked with. And crash landings are no fun. No fun at all, but they are a part of life. The key is just don't let them become a pattern in life. We all crash land every now and then. Once again, that's life. And if you've been listening to this podcast and thinking, oh yeah, you got that one dead on, we are in the middle of a crash landing right now, then my friend, take heart. Stop. Think. Then get up, pick up, and then go up to the next level with your team. I hope this podcast this time has been helpful but encouraging, but I also hope it has you thinking. Now, be sure to be with us next time as we're going to talk about how we can make safety and security a culture thing within a church, not just a team thing, wherever we worship. 
So until next time, God bless and be safe. That's it for this episode of the Safe Zone Podcast. Share what you've learned by engaging with your faith community to take action and make your place of worship a place of peace, joy, and safety. But do me a couple of favors, please. First, subscribe to our podcast so that you will know when we post new material. By the way, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review at iTunes, Spotify, or whatever podcast channel provider you use. Secondly, tell your friends about the podcast and encourage them to listen and subscribe. And finally, we would love to hear your feedback on our website at safetoworship.com, as well as any questions you have or maybe offer your great ideas of topics you'd like to see us address on our podcast. Safe churches, safe worship. You want them both, so do we. Let's work together to do just that. Blessings to you and be safe.